too, baby boo. How you doing? Showing. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Good breath work today, which feels extra monumental because it's a new moon and the spring equinox just mm-hmm. happened. There's a whole lot going on I in the astrological know. world this week. Yeah. Powerful energy yeah. shifting. We're manifesting the shit out of life right now. <laughs> I am. I'm like in the in every way possible. I'm trying to manifest. I love that. I'd be like. Never mind. I was good because <laughs> I was literally manifesting while I was pooping today. <laughs> Yo, I was gonna be like, I'm pooping, manifesting. <laughs> I'm I taking mean, a shower, manifesting. Today is the day of manifestations. There you go, people. Mm-hmm. By the time moon. by the time you're listening to this, you already missed it. Sorry. Yeah, suckers, you didn't do it. You lost. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side behind me. <laughs> we do have a thing with moons and new moons. I just the moon fascinates me, but yeah, it's pretty baller. Was it the last full moon? I can't remember. We went outside. It was outside. two full moons ago. Okay. We yeah. went outside. We wrote down all of the things that we are ready to give up. Or yeah, anything release. that doesn't serve us well. Yes. And we wrote them down on different pieces of paper. And we took it outside under the full moon. And, and we, we burned, burned that shit. <laughs> then we put the replacement. For, like, say, Our manifestations. Yeah. Yes. The positive affirmations or whatever we're yeah. seeking for this new season and we put that under our pillow and we slept on it sure did i there slept hard on it for sure <laughs> yep and then we took videos of us burning it and then the one video was two minutes and 22 seconds oh i forgot about that yeah we never posted it because that's it's two minutes well, who's gonna nobody cares about that <laughs> but it, that's what happened it was two minutes 22 seconds there you go so yeah, we balling out on this moon. Yeah. I didn't even know that today was today astrologically when I scheduled that breathwork session. So thank you, universe. Thank yeah, you, Kimberly. Got your back. Also made me very excited to have Kimberly on the podcast. In like two days. I know. So good. How'd that breathwork session go? It was great. So usually I have some like big old release of whatever. Emotions. Yeah. I usually sob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not every time, but this time was a very zen and kind of energizing one like yeah. i came out of it feeling like all right i've got clarity i know what i want to be doing with rudy and i have all this content flowing through my brain and so yeah it was good it was great that's awesome mm-hmm. i just freaking love breath work i will be doing it until i'm old and gray Sam, i'm stoked i got one next week yes about to go to pound town <laughs> With Kimberly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. Wait, yeah, why pound out? <laughs> I don't know. It was a poor word choice, okay? Is there something I need to do? No, it's just with my brain. I'm going to go pound town with the universe, apparently. I'm gonna just going to hallucinate, get some downloads. I love it. I'm yeah. curious to see if I get paralyzed or not. Yeah, that's Because I've loosened my grip since November. That's for sure. Because there's a whole lot of shit going on, or maybe not a lot of shit going on. And I'm just free-flowing. Yeah. Feels good. It, it does feel good. So, Y'all, I have to say this. We've spent an hour bickering back and forth before we started this podcast. <laughs> Real life. Taking daggers, taking arrows. But I feel like we talked about something really good. Yeah, we did. And I want to talk about it. I don't even know what we were talking about on this podcast, <laughs> but that's what I want to talk about for a minute. The spiritual comparison. Mm, yes. People being more spiritual than you are, you as in general, not you as an Aaron. It's okay. I'm not taking it as a dagger this time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, to give, ah, it's okay. I'm not saying it to you. <laughs> to give context, 
at the very end of my breathwork session today, I had this realization that sometimes when I'm lacking clarity or direction or I feel like a consult is scattered or all over the place or something, I can always take a few deep breaths and ask God, source, angels, universe, whatever you want to call it, I don't really care, to kind of guide my path or direct my steps or direct my words. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah. So before the podcast, I sit down. Out of nowhere, guys. (laughs) We were literally just talking about like stink bugs and (laughs) hawks or something. I was like, okay, wait, before we start, I want to just do this thing. And so I (laughs) paused and I said, I don't even know what I said. Hey, God. You were like, hey, God, come into this space. Yeah. Totally normal stuff. And Josh just was caught off guard significantly nothing wrong with prayer yeah none no but when he said like are you praying and i was like immediately felt like you were spiritually shaming me and then we bickered for an hour for about sure. that yep <laughs> so the intention wasn't to spiritually shame i was just significantly caught off guard because i look over and your eyes are closed and <laughs> i was like how are you gonna end this in an amen like <laughs> listen nothing wrong with prayer okay nothing wrong say, with there's prayer. probably lots of praying people listening to this yeah nothing wrong with it yes it just looks a lot different than it used to for us. Yeah. And All I'm saying, I haven't seen that in a minute in that context. Yes. Yeah. So a heads up next time. You know. But it was hysterical, I thought, because I was like, are you praying right now? In middle of whatever she was saying. And it didn't go well. I said, are you spiritually shaming me right now? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I am. I, <laughs> but I thought it was funny. Anywho. But then we went on a 45-minute conversation. Yes about where both of us are at spiritually and obviously there's some things to work through in that but in my opinion wherever you're at spiritually is great not you specifically you in general and that we shouldn't be comparing oh you're more spiritual than i am or you're further on your journey spiritually like that is completely irrelevant my experience is my own experience so Mm -hmm. i don't know how we could even determine if i'm further in my spirituality or not Also, I think that way more than the majority probably doesn't talk as much as I talk about anything. That's true. (laughs) So so me being outspoken about my beliefs or feelings or my spirituality or my confidence in it doesn't mean that the next person doesn't feel the same way, even though they're not outspoken about it. Totally. Yeah, I'm very much introspective. I have a lot of things going on within my mind and body at any given moment that you know maybe like 10% of, which is 9% more than anyone else knows. (laughs) So yeah. So of course, there's no way for you to know all the things that are, I don't know, within my spirituality. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a good it was a good conversation. We were both taught growing up that the idea of truth being relative is dangerous i mean did you get that message yeah yes and so i think it is tricky sometimes for me to think about that but more than ever before in my whole life it is so dependent on the person all things but especially spirituality Um, (laughs) like whether it's health whether it's mental health physical health spirituality emotional stuff we are so wildly unique yeah why do we think that a religion can't be one size fits all no nothing is one size fits all yeah nutrition all these things like it's just unique to you and so and that should be so celebrated for sure that's what i was talking about earlier when we were arguing (laughs) (laughs) is that like this is so bio-individual on every sense and where you find your freedom 
and you are your most authentic self is what we all should be celebrating and encouraging. Totally. And so if you're feeling that, regardless of if you're acting like me or the next person, I'm here to 100% celebrate that Mm -hmm. because you're finding your freedom. Yeah, I agree. Boom, shakalaka. Turner. Yeah. So I just want to encourage people to be a little bit more open-minded in that and celebrate where each individual is, wherever that is on their journey, because there is no start and finish in a spiritual journey that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because we're constantly going to be evolving and growing and learning And it should just be celebrated for wherever that person's at because it can be shamed both sides. For sure. And it's constantly shifting like on a daily basis. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning a new thing about my spirituality every 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like there is no levels to spirituality. No. I I think it's being really in tune with yourself is the goal. Yes. Tapping in like we always talk about. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, for sure. It does. I think also the more I learn about like human design and all these other you know, astrology, just all of it, it's all pointing to just this unique journey and path that e- each of us walks down mm-hmm. and the timing of it all is divine. Like it's so tempting to want to look backwards and, and kick yourself for not knowing what you didn't know or whatever, not learning what you learned sooner. And Yeah, I just think that it all happens the way that it should somehow. I know that feels really cheesy to say, but... I mean, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Each person's experience is inevitably different. We, You and I literally could experience the same thing and receive it differently. Totally. As it relates to spirituality or, quite frankly, anything that you're learning or gleaning information from Mm -hmm. is going to have to be different. Yeah. There is no way to compare those models. It's impossible. Yeah, And it applies, like you said, it applies to physical stuff, too. I think dealing with chronic illness or health stuff, it's tempting for people to compare other people's Mm -hmm. healing. Also, at a baseline, I am just significantly more passionate than you are. That's true. When I get onto something, I don't just like half-ass it. It's just not how I am. So when I like am interested in anything... I'm going to dive fully in, integrate myself in it as much as I can. And then I'm constantly going to be sharing my experience. It's just who I am. Yeah. It's really not so different for me, but it's just that your processing and stuff, it's all external. external. Mine is all internal. Mm-hmm. I also get super jazzed about topics and go into like yes, crazy so true. spirals and reading and learning and whatever, investigating. It just all happens in here. Nobody yep. really here's too much about it for sure i mean my close people do for sure but that's it like me yeah oh okay good my number one og talk to me a little bit about what you were mentioning in your breath work about the plateaus yes so as we will talk to kimberly about in the very near future she works with a lot of birth messaging or programming which sounds absurd but just hang with me (laughs) When she first started talking to me about birth, I was like, Kimberly, what the fuck? I'm not going to breathe through my birth. My birth is not still impacting me today. But there are different messages or beliefs that we can integrate or hang on to from our birth. The way that I was born was that it was an induction, meaning my mom didn't naturally go into labor. She was given medication to go into labor, which happens all the time. But then I wasn't coming out. And so they ended up having to do a C-section and I was kind of like stuck in the birth canal. So 
Anyway, what can happen sometimes is that when a baby is induced and or C-section, we internalize this message of I'm not ready. I can't do hard things on my own. Somebody has to do this for me. I'm trying to think of all the other ones. There's a bunch of things and they all feel so deeply true to me. It's wild. But feeling like I am always just waiting for somebody to like push me off the cliff to get me started. So I breathed through a little bit of that today and have in the past too. But there are times for sure when I feel like my momentum, my progress is at kind of a standstill. It feels like a plateau as far as my energy goes or my productivity. What we were breathing through today, she has these affirmations for all the different kind of birth types. And one of them that she read was that a plateau is not inherently bad. It can be a time for me to really plug in and recharge and introspectively take a look at what's going on within, but to really refuel and recharge my energy body for whatever's coming next. And it just resonated so deeply with me because often when I hit a plateau, I feel like, oh shit, like what have (laughs) I done? Where am I slacking? Like, I'm such a lazy whatever. I don't know. It just really reframed that season for me as, okay, this is an opportunity for me to really take a hard look at who am I and what do I believe and how do I get plugged into source and life force and all these things to prepare me for whatever the universe is bringing next, like this next season. And I've just never thought about a plateau that Mm -hmm. way. It feels like it could correlate with people's health journey through chronic illness and stuff. We often will get a little bit better and then kind of hit a plateau, which I know happened to you multiple times. But did it ever feel like for you an opportunity? Did it always feel like, oh, I'm taking a step back or like, what am I doing wrong? I guess when I started to find healing, I started to recognize that those plateaus were maybe a little more impactful than I recognized. Mm -hmm. When I was super sick and I was trying to find anything, I felt like I was in such a deep hole in a rut that it didn't feel productive at all. But once I started healing with bioenergetics and I started to see progress and I started to grasp onto hope again, recognizing that, oh, maybe I could actually get better Mm -hmm. fully. That's when I started to understand what the plateaus were. I didn't call them that, but that's exactly what they were. And then I think now I take those opportunities to really be introspective and grow and learn more about myself. And we were talking about this earlier. That's what I think Columbus is for me. Mm -hmm. Columbus was the perfect season for me to heal and dig super deep into myself to completely deconstruct my identity and then build it back up into everything that I believe and feel now. But I wouldn't have been able to do that, quite frankly, anywhere else. And we would have never known that. How could have we? Yeah. How could have we? How could, How could have we? <laughs> Thou art. <laughs> oh, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because it feels like a lull of some sort, whether it's professionally or personally or relationally. Or all the above. All the above. Yeah. yeah. So the lull feels like, oh, no, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not living my best life? Whatever. Yeah. But really, it could be an amazing opportunity to. 100%. Whether it's recreate yourself. Yeah. Gain clarity, whatever. Yeah. And when you're super sick, like chronically ill and just straight up bedridden, you're so sick that it's really hard for you to get to that mind space. But once you start to find healing in some way, regardless of if it's healing from chronic illness or just, you know, your mental space or whatever, Mm -hmm. you start to be able to see and understand that maybe this season could be productive 
or you're really, maybe it's not even productive. You're just doing the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. Now that I'm on the other side of chronic illness, it feels like I can choose to be productive or not inside the plateaus. Sure. And so as soon as I healed here in Columbus, it felt like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but nothing's going on in so many different places of my life that maybe I just got to go inward and really find myself again so that whenever something does happen, I'm ready to pop off. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way about Columbus? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely felt like a cocoon stage of our life yeah. where, I mean, we have very little social like interaction. Yeah. I mean, we moved in COVID. <laughs> yeah. I was super sick. Then I started healing. Our friend groups were shifting a lot. And then we both changed so much. Yeah, in the last two years. It would years. have been, again, hard to keep relationships with how much we've changed in the past year. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're still together. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like a cocoon stage and that we're like, just kind of starting to- I'm a cute little butterfly. <laughs> Bugs Life. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Columbus was our goo phase. Mm -hmm. our, you know, when the butterfly or the caterpillars are morphing into the butterflies, it's kind of like gooey and it's all done in private. And, Yum. And then you come out as a beautiful butterfly. So I feel like, yeah, just my antennas are poking out. I'm not all the way out yet, but no, that's all right. That's great. When you were in that super sick point, I think this goes for anybody just struggling with anything, whether it's health or stress or whatever. So when somebody is dealing with some form of chronic anything, chronic health stuff or anxiety or whatever, mm -hmm. sometimes it can feel really hard to know where to start, especially with health stuff, because it's so complex and there's, you know, a million different theories and protocols and whatever. How do you feel like a person in that state can know what their next step is? When you find where you don't have to guess, that is the answer. Yeah. With chronic illness, it felt like we were constantly just guessing. Mm -hmm. We were throwing darts at a wall in a black, dark room. Yeah. I legit don't care what it is, whether it's bioenergetic testing or some other form of healing. When it feels like you're not guessing anymore, take the steps forward. Mm-hmm. Because that's the greatest sign. It's your intuition being like, this feels right. Yeah. And it may not end up being right, but at least in that moment, yeah. you're taking the steps forward because you're not guessing anymore. We aren't meant to guess. I don't think that's how we're supposed to live. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Like, that's why we have intuition. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as it doesn't feel like you're guessing anymore, fucking roll. Mm -hmm. And that's what bioenergetic felt like. Mm -hmm. We didn't really have any other options because we had tried everything else, but we were still in this state of guessing. It was like, what is this symptom? What caused it? Oh, it could have been this. Maybe it was this. Why am I having this symptom now? Where did that symptom come from? And it was just like we were constantly, maybe it was the food I ate last night. Maybe it was this. We had no answers. And for us... When we found bioenergetics, the results were like, this is it. And it felt like we weren't guessing anymore. Yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I that has existed now in so many different places of our life, though. Mm -hmm. Moving to Columbus, we weren't even guessing. It was like an intuitive pull. Yeah. And we were like, we got to go. I don't even know why. Neither of us want to be there. <laughs> but like, here we are. Yeah. And look how beautiful this journey was. Yeah, it wasn't easy. No journey is going to be easy. But we stopped guessing in it and our intuition just was flowing. 
that is life. The more you tap into your intuition, you live out of that state of confidence and you're constantly flowing with the answers that are provided to you. And that's that state of attraction versus the state of chasing. Mm -hmm. That is what guessing is. You're constantly trying to find an answer. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that that's true. A lot of people that I work with or interact with on social that are really sick are looking anywhere but within them for their answers. I get that health stuff is complex and there are people that know more than you. I get that. And yeah, so somebody will always know more than you. Sure. But I'm saying like maybe your intuition is telling you it's time for a one-on-one -on -one practitioner or it's time to test and stop guessing, whether mm. that's bioenergetic testing or if you find something else that resonates, great. Yeah. Maybe your intuition is telling you it's time to start with generating safety within my body. There are different places where people can start, all of which are great. For sure. Honestly, just start. Start. <laughs> but what I see so often is people are just looking anywhere but within themselves for their own answers. And the honest truth is nobody's going to have your answers but you. It's all within, baby. Yeah. So even if your answer is, I need help from X, Y, and Z, that's an answer. A 10,000%. Does that make sense? So even though, yes, you're utilizing help or the wisdom or knowledge of a practitioner or whatever, it's still your intuition right. telling you it's time to do that thing yep. or it's time to learn EFT or that's tapping or do breath work or some I'm over here like what the fuck is EFT? <laughs> you just throwing out random syllables? Emotional freedom technique. But I think a lot of people deep down if they are brutally honest with themselves, they know what they need. And I think for a lot of people that safety within the body is probably the place to start to yeah. be quite honest with you i know that we have a bioenergetics company and i will always say test and stop guessing i don't care how much you test and what remedies you use if your body is not experiencing some degree of safety like at a cellular level hmm. you're not gonna move forward what are we scared of why do we not want to look inside <laughs> what's it's think, pandora's box i don't know i think many of us were taught not to trust ourselves yeah god that's so true mm -hmm. yeah. so being introspective and trusting even the idea of an intuition mm -hmm. seems bad. And maybe your intuition is telling you find a guide or a teacher. Oh, for sure. Who can teach you how to tap into intuition. That's a great place to start too. Stop outsourcing your power and your answers. That's what we do all day long. Mm -hmm. At least that is such a pattern for me. Yeah. To look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. How do you start finding safety within yourself? It's a great question. There are all sorts of tools that you can put in your toolbox to bring out at any, any given time. I do think there's, just like everything we talk about, every person is unique and one modality that works for one person may not be the best for mm -hmm. another. Well, first, let me explain. There's this concept called the cell danger response, which I won't get too like into the nitty gritty, but the mitochondria within our cells. So those are most people when they think about mitochondria, they think about the energy production or the battery yeah, of the cell. The powerhouse. Yeah. Remember that. Eighth grade science. Powerhouse of Woo! the cell. Yeah. So it is that. It is also a sensing organelle within the cell. And so it is sensing when there is danger or toxicity or mm -hmm. that can be pathogen related that can be you know heavy metals or chemicals it can also be unprocessed emotions or trauma is a big one but when the mitochondria sense the danger there's all sorts of 
changes that happen within the body and different chemical processes. But kind of the best, easiest way to explain it is it's similar to when there's a hurricane coming and everyone shutters up their windows and doors to keep it safe within. Our cells actually do that. They like put up walls around and these cells that normally are able to communicate and freely and all mm-hmm. these things, it's it's like the communication is shut off. The cells are like, we're going to minimize the amount of damage or trauma or whatever yeah. by putting up these walls which is really helpful in the short term. Like you think about an acute illness. So say I have the flu and that malaise, that fatigue, the like we can't get off the couch, we're so tired. Yeah, That's all very protective for us. It's protecting us. It's keeping us from overexerting ourselves Mm -hmm. or from infecting the people around us. Like we're not going to be out and about if we feel like garbage. So in the short term, it's super helpful. But when that cell danger response is prolonged and it's not able to complete then these things that in the short term are quite helpful become really detrimental to to a person. But the key there is that the mitochondria have to feel safe in order to open the windows up to help our cells to communicate freely again. So many people, whether it is trauma related or not, honestly, I don't care because chronic illness in itself is traumatic. Like I will say that till the end of my days, but whether or not trauma contributed to your illness, it's a part of it now because it just fucking sucks to be chronically sick. You need to find, for a lot of people, it's a somatic work. So whether that is yoga, something that uses your body, Mm -hmm. your breath, touch, like massage can be super helpful. Something that generates a feeling of safety within you. But knowing that it will have a physiological impact on your ability to heal I think is really helpful to get people to like actually go do the thing that they know is probably good for them. But Mm -hmm. There was gateway tools for me. Yeah. Meditation was what I for yep. sure started with, and it was super guided via an app. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like, "Who am I?" <laughs> I mean, seriously. And that was my gateway into everything else. You're gonna find your gateway. Mm-hmm. Whatever feels the safest is what you should be doing. There are a million apps out there that can help you with all of those tools: breathing, yoga, meditation, tapping. Like, there's so many different things. You can find half of those things on Spotify alone. Just start to test that out and see what feels safe, what doesn't, what resonates, and just continue to pursue that. And then you'll kind of like break through ceilings where you'll start to feel you hit the ceiling and then you'll shatter it and recognize that you have this whole open space to go and experience a new tool. And then that will be impactful. Yeah. Short and sweet one today. I mean, it wasn't short for us, just for the listeners. We've been here for freaking two hours. (laughs) I got to learn a little bit about you, though. I feel like we resolved a few things. We did. This is good couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, we have a camera literally in front of us. <laughs> so I feel like we could go back and rewatch and be like, I was wrong. Take some notes. Yeah. No, I was brutal. I don't want to. I'm literally looking at myself arguing with you. It's terrible. <laughs> Hard pass. All righty. But it was well, good. It was good. Thanks for listening, y'all. Love you, bye. Bye. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Straight up leaving that in. Bye.